Hey, and welcome to episode 29 of the Set Sail Podcast. My name is Ross, and today I want to talk a little bit about the software and tools I use to run podcastinsights.com. And I know that not everyone is going to be interested in this, so if it's not, um, that's fine. You might you might learn something if you keep listening, but um, I just want, also want to let you know that in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the podcast equipment and software that I use for the Set Sail podcast, the one you're listening to right now. So um, you kind of get a little bit of both from from these two episodes. And let's um, we'll start with let's see. We'll start with uh, my my hosting. I use I mentioned this in my little preview episode zero, but I use Kinsta as a WordPress hosting company. So my website lives there and they're really fast and have awesome support and um, just, just they're really reliable. So, you know, you know, your website's not going to go down when you have a lot of people visiting and, you know, it keeps, uh, it keeps up, keeps up with everyone learning how to start a podcast and all the gear they need and everything. So that is the WordPress host that I use. Um, so obviously I use WordPress as my content management system, you know, to write blog posts and edit my website and everything. So I'm going to dive into some some plugins and tools I use to kind of go with that and make it work better and just make it work work for me, at least. The, uh, the first one is the theme, and that is Genesis by StudioPress is, uh, is the main theme. And I've customized it quite a bit. I think I, think I use the Digital Pro theme from them. So um I've done a lot of little little tweaking. I know enough to just to mess around so it doesn't look exactly like it like it would kind of out of the box, but it um it looks pretty close, I think. Just adjusted some little spacing things and the, some stuff just to make it make it my own. Um the next is some plugins. So I use one called Pretty Links, which lets me create short links that they just look cleaner, but also allow me to redirect to another another place. So if I say setsailpodcast.com slash 29, that would be a pretty link that would redirect to maybe a show notes page, which I actually don't have, so don't, don't try to do that. But um, that gives you the idea of how that works. I also use that for affiliate links. So it just makes it makes it easier to manage and you can actually see some stats like how many clicks you get on those links but also if if a company decides maybe to change the affiliate program they use and then and then their link changes or your your tracking link changes then it's a much easier to update the link in one place right in pretty links and then everywhere that you've used that link on your website will automatically um, just be updated because it actually redirects. So I've actually run into that a few times and it has saved many, many hours. And uh, I use the free version of Pretty Links, so you don't you don't even have to pay for it. Uh, let's go on to the next plugin is Smart Podcast Player. I've used that for about a year and it's created by Pat Flynn and his team. And I think it's really cool. It's, I mean, it works well. Um, I actually just decided to switch to Buzzsprout's brand new podcast player. They uh they just redesigned their whole their whole thing and and you can actually check it out at um 
you can add this link will work set sale will take you over to the, the podcast page and you can see the new um, player that has, that has multiple episodes in it. And then you'll also be able to see the individual players who just keep scrolling down. So go ahead and check that out. Um, it's really cool. They have a really nice update there. And I think it was, it was needed. A lot of other companies were, were coming out with some cool stuff. So I'm glad they are continuing to keep up, which is, um, Sometimes people just kind of get get left behind or forget about forget about old stuff that they've done. So it's good to see they're they're continuing to innovate and update. The next plugin, and it's kind of a plugin, is called OneSignal. It allows me to send push notifications to people. So it's a little pop up that shows up on the screen, and you have to click allow actually twice. Um, I do that on purpose so that people that do opt in actually want the messages you can also hit uh no or not now or something like that if you don't want them and you won't see that um that pop up ever again so it's it's pretty nice and then um another one i use is algolia search this is kind of an advanced search feature i think the the wordpress built-in search is okay but algolia is is just much more powerful it's really fast and it allows you to do some cool filtering things and I, I just use the free version for now. I don't I don't do enough have enough uh, search volume to need to be on a, a paid plan quite yet. So I just um, I I like what they have to offer. They make it really easy to configure and set up. And yeah, so go ahead. You'll see the magnifying glass up in the menu bar on podcastinsights.com, and you can you can check that out. Just search for microphone or I don't know. Uh, podcast or something and you'll you'll see kind of what it pulls in and it it actually does some cool if you spell something wrong it'll do a little bit of correction as well which is really nice so that's a that's a fun one and then another another one plugin i use is called short pixel and this is a image compression plugin so it just makes your images much smaller in in size but the quality doesn't get degraded so um, it's automatic you know i i upload a new image when i'm writing a writing a new post it in the background will compress it and then automatically just serves it properly and yeah it's really hands-off once you set it up they have a a free plan that gives you i think a couple hundred image image compressions a month and you can pay in bulk you can get like ten thousand for ten bucks or something which would last you a long time so Highly, highly recommended just because it's um, it's a huge win for, for your view, us, users, visitors, and just your overall site speed. And yeah, it's easy. Uh, next plugin is called Social Warfare. And that one just gives me some share features that I can um, kind of put on individual blog posts and then also gives me the ability to add a like a popular, most shared widget that I also use. So I think there's a there's an annual cost for that one. I'm not sure what it is right now, but um, it it's really I, what I like about the plugin. Also, is that they have a ton of kind of advanced features. You can add some Pinterest sharing stuff and decide to hide and show those if you want. It's really fast and lightweight, so it doesn't slow your website down, which can be um, a negative with other social sharing and counting plugins. You have to be really careful with that because they will easily slow your website down. And the next 
plugin I have here is called Table Press. It allows me to create tables. So if I create a, a podcast hosting comparison, I can create a table for that. And it's it's okay. I'm I'm not in love with it. Um, I would like some more. I know they have some add-ons to it where you can add kind of responsive capabilities and stuff. I haven't quite got into that yet, but I would, um, I, I don't know. I'm looking for something, something better. So if you have any ideas that don't require custom coding to make tables, I, uh, I'd be happy to hear about that. And then another one that I use is called Genius Link. And it's not quite a plugin, although they do have WordPress plugins available. But Genius Link is designed mostly for links to Amazon. And what it does is when you click on an Amazon.com link, but let's say you're in the UK, it'll automatically um, figure out, figure that out, one, that you're that you're there, but also bring you to the Amazon.co.uk store so that you can purchase in your local your local country. And so one reason to use this is that you make make more money if you're an affiliate with Amazon. But it I mean that's that's a that's part of part of the reason. It's not a huge huge amount. But another another big reason is it's a much better user experience if someone lands on their local store where they can actually make a purchase. I mean, imagine if you, you land on amazon.com, but you're not in the U S you can't, you can't order. And then you have to go find the same product on your local store. And it, it, I don't know, it's just a hassle and not definitely not a great user experience. So that's, that's one, another big reason that I like to use, to use genius link. And I think that's about it for, I mean, there's a couple other plugins I use, some speed stuff, but those are the, those are the big ones that I really wanted to highlight. And now I'm going to move on into some email, email stuff. So the email service provider that I use is called ConvertKit and they're pretty popular with online businesses. So bloggers, podcasters, writers, creators of basically any kind, um, they're really tailored for for those people. So I think it's a it's an awesome option for podcasters. And then combined with ConvertKit, I use a, a plugin and service called Optin Monster which lets me create opt-ins and pop-ups and things like that. So I've kind of connected those two things together um, as separate they're separate services. ConvertKit does give you the ability to to create forms and landing pages and things like that, but I like I just like how how easy Optin Monster is, and it gives you some more, a lot more functionality that isn't built into most email service providers. And let's, um, so that's that's kind of the core, the core stuff. So hosting, we went through WordPress, um, and then email, basically. And so we'll go into some other other stuff that I use now, which the first one here is not maybe not that exciting, but I use. QuickBooks Online for all the accounting stuff. And I actually started out using QuickBooks Self-Employed, which was great, until I switched to an S-Corp and started having to pay myself. You you just need more more functionality. So I switched to QuickBooks Online when, when that happened. And I know, I know a lot of people mention FreshBooks and it's, it's popular and they advertise a lot, 
but it didn't really fit my business at at all. I couldn't categorize things properly and get the reports I needed, at least at the time. So I just want I just want you to keep that in mind. Um, if something is popular, it doesn't always mean it's the best fit for you. So just just be sure to do your research and maybe not go with the the first thing that that people recommend. Kind of think of if it if it pertains to you and what you're doing, your situation, your business, your show, whatever. And then kind of along with with that, I mentioned I need to pay myself. So I use Gusto and they're they actually have an office here in Denver, which is kind of cool, but I think they're based in in San Francisco. And they just make it super easy. The taxes are paid for me. I I don't have to do do a thing. It's like on auto autopilot. And yeah, I I know I actually was recently helping someone try to do some payroll stuff without this service and I, I got a headache after five minutes. So the the minimal cost is way more than more than worth it. I uh, highly recommend Gusto for if you need to do payroll in any way. And then some other tools I use. I use Asana is a, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a base camp competitor. It lets you um, schedule tasks and kind of I use it for my blog um, content. I put ideas in there. I also can schedule them out and assign them to people, so to contractors or editors, things like that. And I don't know, I just use it to put in ideas and then mark stuff off when it's complete so just so I can keep track of, of what's going on. It's basically um, the, the dashboard of all the, all the content. If I create any courses or anything, I can outline and schedule those all in there as well. So it's, it's awesome. They have a free plan that is really powerful, but then if you want even more advanced features, you can pay, I believe it's $10 a user per month. So, um, if you have a, have a team, it starts adding up, but free version works, works great, especially if you're solo. The next one I use is called buffer and they're basically a social sharing and scheduling tool. I, I actually don't use it a ton, um, it works works great though, and and they have they also have free and paid plans, so get pretty cool. Kind of going along with that is Canva is a image creation tool. It also has free and paid plans. The free one is is really good. I recently upgraded to the paid one just because it gives you some a lot more a lot more images to use and some kind of brand things. You can upload your own fonts and stuff. So if you need to be able to do that, the the paid version I think runs about 10 bucks a month and lets you create unlimited limited images. They give you a whole premium library of stuff. And they've they've recently come out with some pretty cool upgrades to make the app faster and give you more kind of more features. So I'm a yeah, I'm a big big fan of that. And let's go on to Google Docs. It's a, you know, you you write and create spreadsheets and things like that. So sometimes I will write blog posts or just notes in Google Docs. Uh, it just, just sort of depends. And then another Google product or software is G Suite, which is what I use for email and calendar. And I don't know, I've I've used both Microsoft and, and Google for, for these things, but I think Google's is just much easier to to manage. And 
yeah, that's kind of the core core stuff. Not a ton. Um, I don't have to use everything every day, but I try to keep things lean. I don't like to. I don't want to spend a ton on software unless unless I'm really using it a lot. So that's um, that's kind of how I. Or or it saves me a lot of time, like the case of Gusto. So that's kind of how I decide on on the software that I use. And there's some more that I'm going to mention kind of under analytics and research. So the first one is called Ahrefs, and it's an SEO research tool. So you can type in someone's website and see how much traffic they get, how many, how many visitors to a specific page, um, see how many links they get, see, you can see, kind of do research on, on content. There's there, it's a whole suite of things. You can track your keywords. You can do a, like a technical audit with them. There's, there's just a ton, but I'm in there a lot. So it's, um, to not cheap. It's a hundred dollars a month for the, for the light plan, but I use it daily. So that one is worth, worth the cost and it helps me find ideas or even just track my own my own progress for for the site. And then kind of going along with Ahrefs is Google Search Console which is a f- free software that Google gets gives you in order to track your rankings and kind of make sure everything is going well from a technical standpoint for your website. So highly highly recommend using Google Search Console if you haven't set it up and you have your own you have your own website. And also going along with Search Console is Google Analytics. So that one lets you see a lot more info. You can see kind of where people came from, what pages they visited, how long they visited, um, the countries they're in, the devices. You can you can see if they're repeat visitors versus first time and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, it gets, it gets complicated or it can, but one thing to keep in mind with Google Analytics is that you need to set it up properly. Otherwise, the data that you get out of it is basically going to be worthless. And just being in the marketing industry for for a long time, most people don't set it up properly or set it up at all. So they'll they might install it, hopefully, but they haven't configured things. So they'll be getting a lot of traffic from from their own office, which doesn't tell you anything because it's just it's just your employees. Or maybe they haven't configured, they have like two websites and they kind of link together, but they haven't configured how that works. And you're basically breaking all your stats by doing, by not setting it up. So just, just some caveats there with Google Analytics. Um, And then the last one I just started using recently is called Hotjar. And it is the main, I think the main functionality that people use it for is heat mapping. So that what that means is that you can see how far people scroll, for instance, or what people click on, or where people move their mouse on your website. It's uh, it's actually pretty crazy what you can what you can see. But the main reason I've started using it is to create polls. So you may have seen this when you go to podcastinsights.com on any page. There is a little a little box that pops up once you scroll down. I think over halfway is how it is how it's set up that it says, was this page useful? And you say yes or no. If you say no, and it says, please tell me why. And then I can take that info and kind of use it to improve the pages. That's the, that's the idea. And then sometimes people say yes. And they'll say, yeah, this is perfect. Or 
maybe they'll they'll say yes, this was good, but I'd like to know more about this or something. So um, I'm trying to pull up right now. I want to go go see if I can find find some good examples. And so far, for the most part, I get a lot of yeses at, to the question: Was this page useful? Which doesn't doesn't tell me a whole lot. Um, you know, it it's great that people people liked it and were willing to respond, but it doesn't give me any any actionable feedback as to what to do. So here's one. Someone said, yes, nothing else this is good. And that's awesome. Um, but let's, let's look for someone on the best iPhone microphone page said, no, looking for a wireless solution. And I don't talk about that on that page. If you want wireless solutions, you would actually have to go to the lavalier microphone page, which, you know, I know that, but it's obviously not clear to someone visiting that page for the first time. So that's a great, great feedback where I can at least speak to that. Say, Hey, if you're looking for this, go to this page. And I've tried to do that a little bit, but this was one example where I did not. Um, here someone said they want scholarly work and, and references, which that doesn't really make sense for the website. So, you know, you can't, you kind of have to, you kind of have to look at this feedback and, and, Critically, I guess, you know, it's not, don't take it, don't take everything literally. And here's one, someone says where to get background music and intros, but I've actually included that info on the page. So maybe I can, maybe I can make that more clear or something. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's hot jar polls. And that's why, why I'm using that to improve the content so that more people can get um, better use out of it, I guess. So I think that kind of rounds out the main main software and tools I use to run podcast insights and basically the business in general. So if you have any, any questions about what I use, or if you have maybe suggestions for awesome software to use, I would be happy to hear about it at podcast insights on Twitter or Ross at podcastinsights.com is my email address. But, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening and make sure to keep an eye out for the next episode where we'll talk about podcast equipment and software that I use specifically for the podcast. And I have lots of cool stuff that I have recently received. So uh, looking, looking forward to talking about that one. See you then.